Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Now let's continue and let's stay with this issue of uh, energy, Canadian energy. And uh, specifically, we're going to be joined now by Stephen Buffalo, President and CEO of the Indian Resource Council, First Nations engaged, involved in exploration and um, and the uh, production and and sale of oil and natural gas. So tell us, please, remind everybody, and we have new listeners all the time, remind us of what it is the IRC does. What do you do? Okay, we're uh, the Indian Resource Council of Canada is a national organization uh, that advocates on behalf of uh, First Nations that have oil and gas production. And it's, it's you know, our mandate's starting to, start, starting to swell a little bit to, to pipelines and just really basically natural resource development. And, and uh, you know, we've been around since the 80s and uh, working with the federal government, the provinces to, to really uh, take advantage of the opportunities that were in the ground. And uh, let me tell you, Roy, uh, our First Nations definitely needed this resource. Uh, our, our communities in, under the Indian Resource Council have benefited. Uh, if the listeners don't understand what the communities are stuck being under the Indian Act, you know, creating your own self your own source revenue is a key motive to promote your own programs and, and deal with some of your own community initiatives. And, you know, so oil and gas is uh, is a big component to, to our communities here out west and that have the opportunity to produce the hydrocarbons, yes. You know, there's a perception among many Canadians because of the messaging they've received that all First Nations, everyone who's Indigenous in this country, uh, has little use for oil and uh, and or natural gas <laughs> yeah you know it, 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 it's always a discussion and it's always a debate and now everyone with twitter and facebook they they have an opinion and that's okay you know uh, at the end of the day yes we definitely uh utilize oil and gas you know uh, uh and and to be honest you know uh it's about efficiency you know i was in the vancouver harbor and uh in the musqueam nation area and, and I saw the local fishermen coming in. Let me tell you, they weren't paddling. You know, they had high-powered motors pushing that boat in. Uh, you know, a lot of our community members that still do trapping, nine times out of ten, it's 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 on a nice snow machine or a nice uh, ATV, all-terrain vehicle that uh, you know, gas-powered. And and you know, again, it's it's just about efficiency. Um, and and it's it's the advancement. Uh, and and I know. Uh, People, uh, uh, you know, some of the advocates, you know, they, it, it's a little hypocritical, you know, what, what they, they talk about and what they want to stop. But, you know, they enjoy eating their home. They enjoy getting on that bus, that diesel-powered bus to go protest something. Um, it, it's, it's very hypocritical, and, and uh, it, it's simply not true. You know, a lot of First Nations are, are very active in this, in this resource. It, it employs a whole ton of people. And, and uh, you know, it's 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 about our nations really getting off that dependency of the, the federal transfer 
<laughs> the federal uh, well, yeah. Indian, uh, Indian Act uh, funding that we, we unfortunately still receive. Stephen, tell us a little bit, please, about the importance of oil and natural gas development, economic importance, and community importance to First Nations. Well, you know, if I can just go back a little bit, you know, we had to go through this exercise with the Supreme Court, and it, <laughs> it identified some, some rights and title. And, and now, you know, you fast forward a little bit forward, and, you know, and then now job opportunities were coming kind of at a, a lower level in, 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 this, in this natural resource sector. And, and our people that have the hydrocarbons, oil, and gas in the ground, you know, we're slowly learning the business. We're slowly understanding what the capabilities were. And, and I've done really smart things with, with the resources that they do receive. And, and it, it, it's been kind of a positive spinoff, you know. And, and now, now, you know, we have meaningful partnerships. We have meaningful ownership. You know, here in Alberta, we have the Indigenous Opportunities Corporation, the Alberta Indigenous Opportunities Corporation, which was started by our, our premier and, and uh, our Minister of Indigenous Relations, Rick Wilson. So Jason Kenney, Rick Wilson, you know, gave, gave an opportunity to provide uh, a provincial loan guarantee for a First Nation to participate in some sort of natural resource infrastructure opportunity that is happening in the traditional territories. So that's where we've gone through the history till now. And, and uh, you know, with, with what, what has happened in our election and everything, we don't want to see status quo. You know, we want to keep going. And it's in this natural resource sector, be it oil sands, be it natural conventional oil and gas, there's still tons of opportunity. And, you know, there's still a pipeline to it where uh, First Nations are still trying to uh, get a hand on the steering wheel there. So it, it, it's, it's a big opportunity, and it's a definite game changer. Like is, it said, really, is, it, sorry. is it a really significantly contentious issue, though, among First Nations, the, the exploration, development of natural gas and uh, and oil. Is it a contentious issue that separates First Nations as well? Yes, there's still kind of a, a divide a little bit. But but at the end of the day, you know, when we ask the federal government for an increase in our, in our annual agreement, it, it doesn't happen. So we have to find our own ways to do it. And, and you know, we, we uh, some of our people are still very connected. And, in, in, uh, you know, I... If the listeners understand, if there's any spirituality, some of the people that are listening may have, you know, we're we're connected and and uh, to to the earth, and then we listen, and then uh, some of the ceremonies and the things that we do, we 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 pray for Mother Earth, and and of course, you know, industry has made that transition too to amplify the the uh, the reclamation work now that's happening, uh, that's in our sector. And, and there's a ton of it that needs to be done. I bet you this industry that will be the leading industry in Alberta. Well, one of for the next at least 30 years here in Alberta. Uh, reclamation work is 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 paramount and, and has come to the forefront. And that's the balance. You know, First Nations understand that the earth has some bounty and it's providing for us and it's providing for everybody. And, and uh, uh, there's environmental disruption. Absolutely. There's environmental disruption when you're drilling, when you're doing oil sands, when you're mining for cobalt, when you're mining for lithium, there's environmental disruption. But, you know, the, the work at the end with, with the reclamation work, that's, that's really what we, uh, we're, we're looking at. And I think we're getting better at it. We're getting uh, more concentrated and it's coming to the forefront. So as, as, as the needs of the world and demand and energy 
keeps increasing. We still have to play our part. And right now, more so than ever, with, with environmental social governance, the ESG, industry is reaching out to First Nations, creating these partnerships. And, and I think, you know, things will get better. You know, when, when First Nations do well, the local community does well. When the local community does well, the province does well. And then when the province does well, our country does well. So, you know, <laughs> if, if we can just remove that, uh, some of the stigmas and, and, and some of the barriers, I, I think we'll go a long way as long as we're continuing to, to produce energy in all forms. Okay, just so one more question for you. Do, you. do you find, do you think, or uh, do you find that governments, federal, provincial governments, maybe we should start with the federal government, do you think, do you find that they marginalize the um, Indian Resource Council marginalize what you're doing, try to push you aside and make you seem to be not as significant as you are as far as a player is concerned? Um, it, it, it's a really tough question, but I, in the honest opinion, yes, I think they do. You know, uh, like we're, we're federally funded and, and, uh, and we advocate for the nations that produce oil and gas to, in, in, in that regard. And and uh, we we uh, we've been seeing the same level of funding for the last 17 years. <laughs> so you know, but but ultimately we uh, with with this just transition, you know, obviously our mandate has to change. You know, we got to find things to do greener. We have to, you know, and then right now with with the province, we we negotiated 100 million dollars in, in site reclamation uh, program here in, in, in Alberta. So on First Nation lands, we identified. Uh, 3,600 wells that need to be reclaimed. And the province, through this big program with the federal government, we were able to to get that going and get a lot of our young people working and, and more importantly, reclaim the land. So, you know, it's it's like we, we would, I don't think the First Nations of Alberta would have got that if, okay. if we weren't banging on Jason Kenney's door, you know, and say, hey, come on, we're falling through the cracks through your program here. We're not, our contractors aren't getting any work. And, and uh, he fortunately came through and then uh, supported our the initiative. So, okay. you know what, but, but on, on the big political front, you know, uh, again, it, it, things have to change because, you know, our prime minister wants to change. <laughs> well, our prime minister wants many things. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. But in the same sense, though, you know, uh, you look at the price of the commodities today. And, and you know, I, I know... Right. Now that we have these partnerships, now that we're equity owners in some of these companies and initiatives, you know, it's going to help First Nations. And, and again, you know, if there's a way we can get off of the dependency of the Indian Act and that federal funding, funding, I, I think we'll go a long way. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.